Hi, I'm Robin Birkin and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast, a place for women struggling to conceive to find emotional support, conception advice and real talk. To me, being a warrior means true glory is in rising every time we fall, having the courage to be afraid and being ready for whatever challenges cross our path. So welcome, warrior. You're on your way. I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. Let's begin. Hi, warriors, and welcome back to another episode. I'm so glad to have you here, and thank you so much for tuning in to us week after week. I hope you've subscribed. We talk about all sorts of interesting topics. We're interviewing some amazing guests coming up. So if you haven't subscribed yet, then stop, hit the subscribe button, and then come back. We can wait. And if you listen to us every week, I would be ever so grateful for you to provide me with a review on iTunes. It's how you can do your part for the fertility community and it helps other people find our podcast. It signals to iTunes that the Fertility Warriors is worth listening to and it makes my day. So I would be ever so grateful for you to do that. And just a reminder that if you would like to know the three biggest game changers on my journey, I spent two years trying to conceive, feeling like I was going through hell and back. I had a miscarriage. I had hyperstimulation. I didn't realize it at the time, but I was generally just not coping very well with my journey. And some of you may identify not coping well as having meltdowns, not being able to work, things like that. And certainly my meltdowns were becoming more and more frequent. However, there was also a large proportion of like numbing out my feelings and trying to ignore the feelings that I was having. That was kind of where I was at. And if any of you know, sometimes when you try to push those feelings under the rug and try to ignore what's happening, it just makes everything more explosive when the shit hits the fan. It calls for things like getting home from work at, you know, 4.30, 5.30, and then all of a sudden just bursting into tears because you don't have paprika, uh, like all sorts of things like that. It's, you know, culminates in thoughts that when one cycle doesn't fail that you just physically don't know how you will survive going through another cycle. It's really freaking hard. And, but there were, you know, a few things that changed. As you know, if you've been listening to this for a while, when I had my miscarriage, I had a wake up call that I had never, like, I mean, I had never really learned emotional coping skills ever. They don't teach this kind of stuff in high school. And I was the type of, I was actually a really like a real stress head. I remember doing our final exams in my final year of school and being incredibly stressed. And Ross just always looking at me like, what are you you doing? Why do you care so much? And me really stressing myself out about it. So if you want to know the things that made the big difference on my journey, and also it's a free PDF, like it's just a PDF little, it's not quite as long as a book, but talks to you about how these things really changed the game for me and then how they helped me to fall pregnant so much sooner. I fell pregnant a couple of months after my miscarriage and I really don't know that things would have been the same had I have not changed these things on my journey. And there were, you know, all sorts of things changed, like my treatment changed, led by me, all sorts of things changed. 
as a result of the changes that I made following my miscarriage. So if you would like to download a copy of that PDF, you can head to robinberkin.com slash fertilitywarriors game changes. And it's a free PDF. You can download it and then you get an email a day for a couple of days after that, where I talk about a little bit more about my journey in particular and how some of the ways that I feel I can help you, if that makes sense, or some of the things that you need to know in order to conceive. So let's talk today about how to support implantation during the two-week wait. And as I'm talking about this, I do really think that it might be helpful for you to go back and listen to the past episode that I just did so you can learn a little bit more about exactly how implantation occurs. And hopefully I gave you a good explanation of how that happens. I talk also about what are some of the things that could go wrong and what are some of the reasons why implantation doesn't occur. And I also talk to you about what some of the possible symptoms of pregnancy could be following implantation or what are some of the signs of implantation, okay? So if you haven't listened to that, maybe go back and listen to that one and then listen to this one. But today we're going to talk about how to support implantation. And I have six ways that you can support implantation and I also have one bonus way. Okay, so I'm actually going to start with the bonus tip on this one first, and that is that the biggest thing you can do to support implantation is actually in the preparation that you do in the 90 days before your cycle begins. So Eve and husband too, because sperm takes like 90 days to basically generate from scratch. So it's so much easier for men to change their fertility outcomes based on their nutrition, based on their habits, things like not sitting with a computer on your lap all day, not wearing really tight jocks. And we have another episode on how to improve sperm as well. But also for women, when we're looking at things like egg quality, that can be significantly changed over 90 days. Okay. So that's where, you know, it's really important for you to get your diet right, to make sure that you're nourishing yourself, to make sure that you're not over-exercising. So exercise and movement in general can be really positive. However, I do know lots of fertility warriors who are doing ridiculous amounts of exercise as well. And you need to have one of the things I always say is that you need to have space to create a baby. Like there's a lot of, your body needs a lot of energy to create basically a human being from scratch. If that energy is not there, if that space is not there, then your body is going to struggle to do everything properly. There's so much that goes on. Okay. So in the 90 days up to it, how are you, you know, taking care of yourself? How are you taking care of your emotions to make sure that you are not freaking tripping your fight and flight fire alarm in your body? Right. And if you are on my email list, if you've tuned into my free masterclass that I run sometimes, you will know just how much that constant drip of cortisol can start impacting your other hormones as well. So my biggest tip is actually this bonus tip, which is that it's the 90 days beforehand, okay? If you are currently in the two-week wait, it's almost the same kind of stuff, right? But how are you looking after yourself? How are you coping on your journey? What does that look like for you? Okay. And it's 90 days is all you need to make drastic changes in your body to help you balance your hormones, to help you balance all the responses in your body, to help you create the space to have a baby. Okay. So number one thing that you can do is to just try and like stay calm. (laughs) 
as I say this, I'm like, Robin, that's just sounds just the same as saying just relax. But what I mean is now is really a time to be and not do. Okay. So how can you do things that light you up that aren't going to fuel anxiety? Okay. So in the last episode where we talked about implantation 101, you know, I talked about how things like constantly testing, constantly Googling, all of that stuff, like having that really frantic and anxious energy around you during the two week wait, like all the things that might cause that frantic energy. So how can you not fuel your anxiety during the two-week wait? What is that going to look like for you? And then on the opposite, what are going to be the things during the two-week wait that might make you feel calmer, that might make you feel more positive, more hopeful, generally just happier? Is that going to be things like going out to dinner with your husband, right? Is that going to be things like organizing a really nice high tea or something with your friends. What is that going to look like? Is that going to look like scheduling two days of annual leave following your transfer to just freaking binge on Netflix, go for a walk by the beach, all of that kind of stuff? What is that What is that two-week wait going to look like for you? And the way that we can support implantation by doing this is because we are not going to be fueling this fight or flight mode, okay? When our body is in fight or flight mode, it's not prioritizing reproduction. All of the complex processes that I talked about in the first episode are not going to be prioritized by your body because your body is going to be favoring essentially what it thinks is survival mode, okay? When we trip our bodies into fight or flight mode, it doesn't differentiate between running from a tiger and being generally anxious about the two-week wait, okay? It's the same physiological response, adrenaline, cortisol, all of this stuff, it's going to be taking away from all of the other processes that you want to be able to focus on. So how can you support yourself in staying calm during the two-week wait, which looks like not engaging in activities that you know will make you anxious. Is that social media? Like, what does that look like for you? And then fueling things that are going to help you feel calmer, more positive, and more supported on this journey. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is to be gentle with yourself. Now is not the time to be a jerk to yourself, okay? Now is not the time to be like, Robin, I can't believe you had that chocolate bar. You're ruining everything. If you have got to this point, there is so much that has already been in motion and occurred and like things like one chocolate bar ain't going to make a difference, okay? It, I mean, it may make a difference if you are constantly beating yourself up. If you wake up in the middle of the night, so be it. Be really gentle with yourself and give yourself some grace and What you'll often find is when you do give yourself grace, it's almost like you bounce back a lot quicker, right? If you wake up in the middle of the night, "Ah, I've woken up in the middle of the night, maybe I'll get up and read a book. If I can't get back to sleep, maybe I'll get more comfortable. 
maybe I'll just take a minute to check in with myself. That's a much like think of how much nicer that is rather than being like, Robin, you're ruining everything. You're never going to fall pregnant. What are you doing? Uh, and then like almost trying to force yourself to fall back asleep when you know that when you're being such a jerk to yourself that it like it probably won't gonna it won't happen because you're just working yourself up so much. Okay, so that's the next thing is to just generally be gentle with yourself. Okay, number three is to focus on nourishing foods, okay? As I said, it takes a lot of energy to fall pregnant. It takes a lot of energy for implantation to occur. There's like zona pellucida goes away and it secretes some, like it secretes some hormones and it doesn't. Then you the tropoblast creates and then there's like this hormone that disintegrates this and then creates this and then this fuses with this. All of these things are happening. Your uterine lining like swells up right? And it starts like increasing its glycogen stores. That sounds like something that needs energy to me, right? That sounds like something that needs energy to you. So now's not the time to be like starving yourself or anything like that. So if you can focus on nourishing foods and you'll see a lot of this kind of philosophy in traditional Chinese medicine, that it's about like what nourishing, what blood building foods can you eat? So I always think of things like hearty stews, you know, and warm foods as well is what they'll talk to you about in traditional Chinese medicine. So it's not the time for like bird feed right now. Focus on what nourishing foods you can eat. And I guess it comes back to the whole philosophy as well in trying to nourish basically your body and your mind in order to create the space and the energy that it takes to implant. Okay, so number four is legs up the wall. Okay, so apparently this is a position that can help increase blood flow to that area. Can I also tell you, though, this is a little hack for you and a little bonus uh, like secret. And sometimes we talk about this in the Fertility Warrior Intensive Program. If you have your legs up the wall, it's actually a really calming position. So putting your legs up the wall for about 10 minutes before you go to sleep can actually really help calm you down. So you can even try doing like a guided meditation in that pose or a visualization, whatever you want to do. And then a bonus hack if you want to have like the best night's sleep ever might be to have like apple cider vinegar and honey warmed up in a little drink before you go to bed. Okay, so that's my bonus little tip. And that's one thing that you can do it's a yoga pose or like a pose that supposedly, you know, helps increase the blood flow and everything flowing in the right direction in order for implantation. But I also use it a lot with warriors as a really calming position. Okay. 10 minutes of that before bed. The next thing, and this is probably going to be the only one and only piece of advice that many fertility clinics will give you because many of them say, I mean, that nowadays the research supports not going on bed rest or anything like that following a transfer. However, the one thing that they will say, they often say, well, they said to me, don't do anything that is going to make you feel bad after. But the only one thing that we would say is don't have spas, right? So like super, super hot baths, you know, the ones where you stand up and you feel a bit dizzy after that and spas, like that really, really hot heated environment is just not good for embryos. Traditional Chinese medicine will say like, keep everything warm but that doesn't mean keep everything hot so that's basically just pure scientific advice that your fertility clinic will give you is don't take hot spas hot baths like if you take a shower that's a bit different if you take a warm bath that's a bit different but if you take like one of those hot baths or go in the spa for a long period of time that's a no-no okay 
number six, which is the last one, and this is a traditional Chinese medicine philosophy as well, which I think that many of you will know about, and that is to keep your feet warm. Okay, so again, it's with the energy. You don't want to be diverting energy away from your uterus in order to warm your feet. And it's almost like, I don't know if you ever stand on cold tiles. It happens to me sometimes. I help Ross get ready for work in the morning and I help like him carry all of his tools and stuff like that to the car. And I often, it's like 5am in the morning and I'm barefoot and it's winter here in Perth and the cold from the pavers outside, I feel like it's radiating up my entire body and my feet are like ice. You know how when your feet feel cold, sometimes it's like you can't get them warm at all. And it's like, if you think about it, think of all the energy that that's taking for you to try and warm your feet back up. So that's why a lot of us wear socks. And that's why we talk a lot about wearing socks is because you want your body to be able to have that energy, that, you know, I guess like warmth um, to be able to create implantation and things like that. So let me just recap these six tips for you again. So number one is stay calm. Number two, be gentle with yourself. Number three, focus on nourishing foods. Number four, keep your legs up the wall for about 10 minutes a day. Number five, no spas, no hot baths. Number six, keep your feet warm. And my bonus tip is you really want to focus on the 90 days before your cycle to really maximize egg quality, sperm quality. One of the core reasons why implantation fails is almost because it's like your uterine lining recognizes that blastocyst isn't good genetic material. And so if you can make sure that you've got like A grade quality or like the, you know, the best quality you can have, then that's going to serve you well. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. As I said, please make sure that you subscribe. I would love any reviews that you would be able to give me on the podcast. And I do hope you found this helpful. I look forward to catching you same time, same place next week. Thank you for tuning into the Fertility Warriors. Bye. Oh, Nelly, don't go anywhere just yet. I need to tell you about a few more things before you go. The first one is that if you haven't signed up to my Ultimate Fertility Library, then you're missing out. I have a library of resources just for you and you can get access at robinburkin.com slash library. There are cheat sheets, ebooks, meditations, affirmations, and so much more, and it's all free. Head to robinburkin.com slash library to get access today. And lastly, warrior, I'm not a doctor or a dietitian or a financial advisor. I'm me. And this information is for information and inspirational purposes only based on my own experiences. So please don't substitute the information in this podcast for professional healthcare, financial or other advice. Always consult your own professionals first. And know that in the world of trying to conceive, there are no guaranteed pregnancy or other outcomes. If you'd like to know more about my terms and conditions, head to my website at robinburkin.com. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you next week.